I'm recording. I'm recording now. Amazing. Oh, we should clap. Yes, please. <laughs> Count us <laughs> How down. Can I forget. Okay. Three, two, one. <gasps> Hell yeah. That one was so good. satisfying because you're always a second behind yeah well I'm I'm three hours behind so oh that's true that's true yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) welcome back everybody to another episode of you can't be sick on Mondays uh it's Samson and Rebecca and me thanks (laughs) so much for tuning in (laughs) what I said and me but you said my name already (laughs) I oh sorry should I do it again no okay not at all um all right so just wanted to shout out real quick. We are streaming on Twitch every other Sunday. I hope you can join us. Um, please follow us on all of our social media so you can stay up to date on when we're going to be streaming. We're watching um, fun things like The Office and uh, maybe some Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <gasps> maybe some... What else? What else did we say we're going to We watch? talked about maybe cops, maybe some yeah. uh, Parks and Rec, because that's local government. Yeah, um, Parks and Rec. We talked about a movie that we were going to... We both hadn't seen so that we would yes. live stream it. Um, and then whatever else. You know, like, uh, the, the Twitch can be a little bit more loose you know I, I think it can be a little more audience ran um depending yeah. on who's watching yeah for um, sure for sure but I'm very excited for it yeah me too well anyways back to this episode um what are we going to talk about today so we are going to talk about some local small town drama that is happening in my area um, Samson and I were talking about this, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and it's just too good not to share. Um, these are two individuals who have both had standing uh, in local government, Board of Supervisors. One is now running for local district attorney, and the other is very upset about it. And <laughs> they decided to share their beef publicly via letters to the editor in different newspapers mind you literally just airing out all their dirty laundry for everybody to read all out in the open yes and i love that honestly bring it on it's (laughs) more of that please it's so good and a little backstory um local drama bum 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 Oh, separate. Okay, separate for editing. I kept an audio clip of you saying hot take alert from our first episode. Yes, he told me that and I'm so excited. So when we have a hot take, we need to like plug that in because it is so perfect. It's hot take alert. It's just so good. (laughs) All right. Love it. Okay. So in my area, there are these two white men who um, have been part of local government. Samson's laughing. Um, I'm, I don't know why I'm laughing at two white men. Like, well, I, it's just... I mean, I guess I know why I'm laughing. Yeah. So back in January, um, one of these men, his name is Anthony Farrington. He, is, he announced his running for district attorney, and the paper published it. He's basically challenging first-term incumbent Susan Cronus, and Susan's been a district attorney and then... I'm sorry, she was a deputy district attorney for many, many years and then became district attorney last election. I think she's fantastic. Um, I don't have a lot of opinions on Anthony's ability to do a district attorney job because I don't know him very well. But what I do know about Anthony Farrington is he does get a little bit squirrely around Jeff and I locally. Um, case in point, one time we were at a local restaurant. And I love this story. You love this story? <laughs> I just think it's so ridiculous. It's just, I don't even know if he realizes he's doing it. Like, I, I just, you know, because we barely know him. And 
so Jeff and I, we we go into this local restaurant. He sees us. He gets a little squirrely. He grabs his phone. His phone screen, there is no call coming through. There, You know, you can tell when a call is coming through. There's nothing on the phone screen. He puts it up to his ear, starts walking out of the restaurant, and he goes, hello, Senator, and leaves the restaurant. <laughs> this is the Anthony Farrington I know. This is... <laughs> And I also, I will say this, like, as far as accolades go for him locally in the community, he's a family law attorney, and I know he's really good at it. He's helped a lot of families. Um, I know he used to work at a winery um, with the winery family. I think he was part of that family for a little bit, and that was super cool. So I, I very much don't know him well but the hello senator thing has has imprinted upon me in a way that i cannot ever let go of it um and never should you no i i never will i never will um but yeah so he announced he was running for district attorney they did a a press release on him he used to be a board of supervisors for district four um, don't ask me what that means. I don't know what that means. I was in government for 10 years and I still don't know what the districts are. <laughs> I, it's, I know who's part of what district, but I don't know where the lines are. I don't know what that means. So, <clears throat> so anyways, that was in January. Come February 23rd of 2022, Rob Brown wrote a letter to the editor titled a no vote for Farrington. Rob Brown, I I need to explain who Rob Brown is to the people who don't live in yeah. a small town. Oh yeah. Rob Brown was a board of supervisor district 5, not sure if there's beef with district 5, district 4. I don't know the districts. The only districts I know are in Hunger Games, so I'm not really like sure <laughs> how that all works. But <laughs> I also barely knew him. Um, I know his family. I know of him. I'm. I would say I'm good friends with one of his nieces, but I still don't know him very well. I don't know his politics very well. But there was one time, which this will probably be another podcast, and I'm finally going to admit it. I helped run a campaign for a local sheriff to win office, and he did win. And I'm not proud of it anymore, but say la vie, live and learn. Um, But during the announcement for this candidacy of this sheriff that Jeff and I were were helping, um, Rob Brown showed up in a T-shirt that said, um, proud to be G-O-B. And for those of you that don't know what G-O-B means, it means good old boys. And that's a term used for for the individuals who turn a blind eye to their buddies doing bad things. Oh, yeah. And so that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, So Anthony Farrington is hello, Senator. Rob Brown is proud to be G-O-B. So... You have them in your head now. (laughs) So this is Brown's letter, February 23rd, 2022. A no vote for Farrington. I recently read the well-scripted and polished press release issued by Anthony Farrington, in which he stated that he is running for Lake County District Attorney. My commentary on that line is, this is true. Um, (laughs) While I'm happy with my retirement from politics and really have no interest to jump back in, I feel the safety of Lake County is not something that should be allowed to be politicized. Okay. I... Uh... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's the city's job to make sure that the city is safe and... And thus it is political in nature because they are politicians. Am I wrong? Well, in the district attorney's office is is prosecution of criminal behaviors and all of that stuff. So I, I think I, I don't know exactly what he's saying there. But anyways, uh, OK, he goes, 
I worked with Anthony for 16 years, as did many other past and present county supervisors, city council members, and state and federal officials. It's like, of course, when you're 16 years in government, you do work with past and present individuals who work with the government. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to get your little like jab of credibility in there. You know? Yeah. I believe that the perspective many of us have to offer is something the public should be made aware of. And you know what? Thank you, Rob Brown. You know, if if there's something the public needs to know, tell us. You know, I am all for transparency. I'm all for it. Yeah. I am very familiar with the po- political tactics of Anthony Farrington, and I can predict many things, including his whining about this letter being, quote, mudslinging, end quote. This is not mudslinging, but facts that people should have in order to weigh their decision in this very important race. Okay, I, listen, for people who have to say what they're not doing just tells me that that's what you're doing. Like, the fact that you feel you already need to defend yourself from something that nobody has even said because they haven't read the letter yet. Right. (laughs) Like, it already tells me that you're guilty. Well, and, and then, like, claiming that you can already predict many things is very pompous. Like, I mean, I agree that Rob Brown, he has a lot of life behind him. I'm not saying that he's super old or anything, but he has a lot of experience in life. But there is no human on this earth who can predict things. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, even the weatherman gets it wrong. And he has like science. Additionally, it's important to note that our current district attorney, Susan Crones, has nothing to do with my opinion or this letter as a whole. In fact, she will be reading it for the first time, just like anyone else. Anthony is a very polished politician. And like many of our modern career politicians, he comes across as as very smooth and knowledgeable. He was able to fake his way through 16 years as a county board member but I don't think he would be able to fake his way through the highest level of law enforcement in our county. Here's the thing, 16 years is a long time to serve on a board of supervisors. I don't know how long Rob Brown served on the board of supervisors, but when you're in a rural community, it's very rare to have people run against you. And a lot of times the people who continue to run, it has nothing to do with them being polished or political. I'm just saying this from my experience here. They run again because they see no one else is doing it. And, And so was he the best board of supervisors? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, He was on his way out when I was on my way in, so kind of not too sure about that. But it's just kind of what he just said about Anthony and his time serving the community could be said about any one of them who served for 16 years or more. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. So let's see here. As anyone who has worked in the legal system in Lake County will attest, Anthony has very little experience, if any, in criminal cases. We will be reading Anthony's retort to this, but I, I will say I I don't know. I knew he was family law, but with family law, there is criminality, so I'm not too sure, but we'll and get like, there. Also, <laughs> if you're a lawyer, you have to study all of these things right like you have to pass the exam like you have to yeah you you have have to to, pass the bar you have to know about this right so like i don't know i i'm also like when it comes to standards of like credibility and like standards of experience level just to be like considered good at doing the job like that's tied to some white supremacy racism bullshit like just because you haven't done a lot of one thing doesn't mean that you can't be very good at it and have talent in it and like know what you're doing I don't know whatever I mean not to defend this random person that I don't even know (laughs) but like just saying generally speaking like I don't think we gotta right well this yeah and I I do want to know I guess is is these these letters that I'm reading 
are entertaining for a reason because of how ridiculous they are. Um, so I, I don't think adding, I don't think Rob is adding anything to his letter that is substantial or, uh, I don't know how to put this, but it just feels like he doesn't like Anthony and he needed to say something. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and that's fine if you don't like someone. I just think it's hilarious that it's a letter to the editor and not just like a Facebook post. And also poo-poo on these editors for even running this. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I mean, but also like, thank you for running it because it's I know, been highly honestly. entertaining. Okay, so let's see here. I think it's worth noting that not one single board member who he worked with is willing to support him. This indicates that there must be a concrete reason behind their collective aversion to him. I will also predict that his response to this statement will be to claim that he has been a lone fighter for the, quote, will of the people, end quote. This is the kind of political rhetoric that you can expect from Anthony. Again, Rob Brown predicting, predicting the future. Also, I should say, Anthony, Anthony, a month prior to this, said, I'm running. Usually within a month, you don't have people saying openly, I'm, I'm supporting this candidate or whatever. Like yeah, the election's not is... till November. So early. Many of those who worked with him, myself included, were forced to deal with his non-attendance to many of the committees that he now brags about being on. I remember once bringing a photo of Anthony to show the other members of the Public Defender Oversight Committee what he looked like in case they may have forgotten. That feels very petty. That feels like a petty sure thing does. to do. And also like hostile work environment-ish. Yeah. You know? Yikes, dude. What the hell? Like, I don't know what Anthony was going through during that time. Or maybe he was on vacation. I mean, you're still allowed to take time off even as a public servant. So. Everybody deserves time yeah. off. So let's see here. I can't recall him ever attending even one single meeting during the during the entire time that the Public Defender Oversight Committee was active. In fact, according to one representative of the California State Association of Counties, his attendance record was less than 20%. When he was there, it was for less than an hour, and he would make minimal and insignificant contributions. Here's something. That, that paragraph means nothing to me as, as a citizen of the community. I don't know what the California State Association of Counties is. I don't know what attendance for that means as a board of supervisors. I don't know what less than 20% is compared to Rob's attendance with it. Like, it. sorry, but that paragraph sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with Letter C Editor, you only get like 250 to 300 words. Like you really got to use them wisely. Yeah, and no. So far, has not been wise at all. No, and, and this is way over 250 words. Like this is, we still have quite a bit to go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The other board members and I, and then Peren, not to mention dozens of county support staff, close oh Peren, God. were all forced to pick up the slack for him while he was attending his online law school for three years. <gasps> wow. Studying for three years? Yeah. Wow. And then here's where it gets really jabby. Um Although his law school was completely online, it still seemed to take a tremendous amount of time away from his job as a supervisor, for which he was being well paid by the taxpayers of this county. Additionally, all of that time that he spent studying for the bar exam also took his time and focus away from attending to important county business. He had to take the bar exam and ignore an inordinate, that's a hard word for me, number of times before he finally managed to pass it. In all fairness to Anthony, it may have been only four times, but it was still a significant amount of time taken away from the job that he was being paid to do by the taxpayers of the county. So he's really trying to hammer home something here, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that he like, is bad like i guess 
I don't know, he still passed. Like, yeah, it took four times, but that's also like one of the most difficult tests you can ever take. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you want him to like take the time to study and like really know what the fuck he's doing and like well, I don't and know. Here's the question I have for for Rob in this and the and the other staff members and everyone who's upset by right. this. Why wasn't this talked about? If he was if he was right. misappropriating taxpayers' money, whether it was his pay or otherwise, why was this not talked about publicly right. in p- public forum while it was happening? And why wasn't this talked about like like he's saying all these things that have happened and he knew they happened. Why wasn't this publicly expressed as it was happening so that he could be recalled by the public? I also feel like how did he like, like he's like, okay, so these 13 people all like, don't like this guy. Okay. The guy just announced that he was running a month ago. So how long have you known about this? How, how long did it take you to reach out to all 13 of those people to get their side of the story or to like get that information? And then like, if you knew about it, then why didn't you say something earlier? Like, yeah, this makes sense. It Well, exactly. And he's obviously like, this, this is bothering Rob in a way that that is personal because this starts ramping up in a way where the tone changes. Um, and I know I can't put inflection and tone on someone else's letter, but I just want to note that throughout this letter, he's been calling him Anthony or Anthony Farrington. And I'm going to read this next paragraph, and you tell me if the tone has changed. So, <laughs> okay. as with his previous political campaigns, his contribution to committees and policies is heavily embellished. His involvement in locking up cough syrup at Kmart was something that was being worked on by the state officials long before he hurried the ordinance through in order to try and take credit for for being the first. The real issue here is ignorance. His ignorance of the actual root of the methamphetamine problem. How did locking up NyQuil work out for us, Tony? Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. That's yikes, dude. You yeah. got a weird thing about Tony. <laughs> yeah. So, next. <laughs> Further, I might be misunderstanding him, but it looks as if he is also making a feeble attempt to convince the voting public that he can take sole credit for the Megan's Law website that has actually been implemented in all counties in California for years. It is hard to determine if this is Anthony's ignorance or arrogance, but either way, the public should be leery. Okay. So... Um, I don't know if Megan's Law is just a California thing, but just so for listeners, it's a way to track sex offenders that are in our communities. And we can talk about that more in depth because in my history, I used to have to register sex offenders. And so um, I know a lot about the Megan's Law website and I, I don't know exactly what Rob Brown is alluding to here. Okay. His claim of having a 100% success rate in civil protective orders is also a substantial exaggeration. He has used his position as a supervisor to try and manipulate law enforcement into making arrests of members of the other side in his family law cases. He has done this in order to gain leverage in civil matters. Several members of law enforcement officers can attest to this. Here's, Here's my question. If he is manipulating law enforcement and they can attest to it, why are criminal charges not being pursued against him for fraud? Yeah, I mean, that would be my first thought instead of writing a letter to the editor. Um, This guy, I mean, now his credibility as as a whistleblower of Tony (laughs) um, seems to seems to not really care actually about getting justice he really just wants to disparage this guy's name and that right. doesn't really make it seem like anything he's saying has any truth to it well exactly and and if there is truth to it why isn't it being pursued that's my right. that's my question here and i know it's not rob's 
responsibility to pursue that. But if he knows law enforcement, you know, proud to be GOB, if he knows law enforcement right. who, who is having this problem with Anthony Farrington, and if, if Anthony Farrington is being unethical, that needs to be addressed. And, yeah. and why I haven't seen anything about that. And maybe it will come out, you know, we'll, we'll do an update, but also we're going to read Anthony's letter too. There's still just a little bit more to go. And then we'll get into Anthony's letter, which is, I, I think it's personally chef's kiss. Like it is so good. Um, so Rob Brown says, I personally heard a dispatch tape in which Anthony identified himself as, quote, Supervisor Farrington in a custody battle that he was involved in. In the recording, he falsely accused the other parent of kidnapping. Law enforcement rightfully dismissed his attempts at coercion in as this was a civil matter. We had this kind of conflict with our last district attorney, and it is highly inappropriate and unethical. Um, again, where's proof? Why isn't he telling us what he did when he heard that tape? When I heard that tape, I immediately called the sheriff. When I heard that tape, you know, like that's where I'm having like, like a little bit of skepticism, you yeah, know? And I, it's like, all right, now you're like collecting all this information about this guy just to like tell the public later just to make sure he doesn't run for for another position. Like, yeah. why not? take care of it when it happens right it's very strange and i will say I, I will say too like um not defending anthony farrington here but when you are a certain person for 16 years and every time you call dispatch you say hi it's supervisor farrington i need help with such and such when you call sometimes you're on autopilot right like like years ago when I had to call for an ambulance for Jeff's dad, I called and I said, this is Rebecca with the Lakeport Police Department. And I, I wasn't with the Lakeport Police Department. I was at Jeff's dad's house calling for an ambulance. So I think sometimes I, you know, it's not that I was being unethical. It was there was an emergency situation happening and I went on autopilot. I'm not defending it. I, I don't know the whole tape. But if he didn't correct it, because I immediately laughed and I said, I'm so sorry, this is Rebecca Dolby. I'm calling for an ambulance, you know, so I I don't know. I don't know what happened. OK, just a little bit more. Okay. So Rob Brown says he, meaning Tony, also claims that his purpose for running is that he has been a victim and has felt as if he didn't have a voice. While I am sincerely sorry for the loss of his father who died while he was an inmate in a Texas jail on December in December of 1979, I don't see that as having any impact or reflecting on our current DA. It clearly did not impact Anthony's career choices as he has no experience in criminal cases worth mentioning. Wow. So this one's a lot. There to was a lot in there. <laughs> yeah, this one's a lot to unpack. One, uh, apparently Anthony said that he was a victim of something, which I, I don't know. We didn't read the initial uh, correspondence. Um, and the father died as an inmate in Texas, which is very interesting to me that Rob Brown would point that out. Um, it just feels like he's trying to hurt Anthony and bring up something that caused a lot of grief. Um, I do agree that if, if Anthony is talking about something that happened in Texas, it doesn't reflect on our current DA, but I feel like if Anthony did bring it up, it wasn't as a jab to Susan Cronus. But yeah, and then the no experience in criminal cases worth mentioning is funny to me because it's like, so he has experience in criminal cases because before you said none, and now you're saying none worth mentioning. Uh, this is um bad yeah it's really bad yeah Robert. Robert um additionally I am amused by his newfound manliness as he talks about shooting at the range working on cars and working at his ranch paren hobby farm and paren and fishing not only is he attempting to pander to a male conservative voter 
But I believe this is a subtle reminder from him to all of us that he is a man and that his opponent is not. And I find it offensive. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. The thing is, is I, I don't know Anthony Farrington. I don't know if he has a ranch or hobby farm or if he shoots or anything. But what I do know is he is a man who lives in a rural community and he is a straight man who lives in a rural community. And I think him saying that his hobbies are shooting, working on cars, that's not a stretch for anyone to say that that's their hobbies who's in that demographic. I don't know what Rob is is insinuating saying he's amused by newfound manliness. Um because he's not telling us anything to counter it other than he's I, I don't know what what are your thoughts on that one well I'm confused I'm confused on where we're learning about Anthony's hobbies and supposed hobby farm like I don't <laughs> understand in his announcement letter um that they posted it said anthony's hobbies include like because they did like an expose on him okay and so he talked about why he was running and blah 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 and one of the things they included were anthony's hobbies are you know shooting at the gun range working on cars and and then they ended it you know kind of like like that's what he gave them for his bio well was he supposed to lie and say that he's into knitting and (laughs) and like i don't know like something i don't know like that just yeah he watches rupaul's drag race like i don't know who like who and i think it's also fascinating that like we're saying that like fixing cars and and shooting and fishing and whatever else is like pandering to a conservative crowd where like why i don't know i don't know that just feels really wrong to me to to well and 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 where when i first read this my initial like gut punch feeling was I don't I, I I told myself if this is true and Anthony doesn't do these things and he is pandering that is offensive but not because he's saying that I'm a man and Susan is not a man because I don't think that's what it's about um but what I find offensive is Rob saying that that's what it is because Rob is putting is putting that that these are manly hobbies that women can't have or do and because Rob is putting right. that narrative in there and if it's pandering and all that stuff that's one thing but to then say I believe it's a subtle reminder that he is a man and his opponent is not it's like no you're the one making that you are the one saying that right right and reminding us of that you just did that and I don't know if he realized he did that. And that bothered me yeah, a lot. I don't, I don't understand where this guy's coming from with this one. I mean, it just... Yeah. I feel like at this point in this letter, he is just grasping at literally anything. Yeah, I told you the tone switched. It, it yeah. went from talking yeah. about accolades and all that stuff. And now it's yeah. just, it's harsh and very personal attacks yeah very personal attacks and it's it's really kind of disturbing like if you're if you're willing to if this guy you know was was working for the public supposedly Mm -hmm. and and is taking this much time and energy to to air out his personal vendettas against this person like who's to say that he can be trusted to do anything with a strange moral compass right (laughs) with this I don't know. This is just weird. This is bizarre. Okay. Okay. So then he goes on to say, he being proud to be GOB, Rob Brown, be prepared for a lot of gloss and promises that he cannot keep and has no intention of keeping. He displayed the same tactics during every previous election cycle when he promised to get water rights back from Yolo County while knowing full well that such a feat was legally impossible. He then dropped the issue immediately upon getting reelected. In another example of him doing and saying anything that might benefit his his addiction to political expendency, 
he Whoa. yeah he registered as a Republican during his first campaign for office. He then found it to be strategically ad- advantageous. Strategic advantageous. Oh, thank you. Uh, to register as a Democrat when he made a feeble yet brief attempt at running for state assembly. That ambition was annihilated, annihilated, when the state party informed him that they had a better candidate in mind and kicked him to the curb. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know. The politician switching from Republican and Democrat means nothing to me. Um, That's literally part of the game. Man, I mean... I, I could get into why I don't support Republicans or Democrats. Yeah. And we don't have to, but they're pretty much the same. It's the same game. We can talk about that another day, but they're they're the same in my eyes. They're, they don't, that, the blue or red thing does not mean anything to me. Yeah. It is not necessary to take my word for the truth of all the above statements. Okay. <laughs> Further confirmation can be found by speaking Two other supervisors and elected officials who have worked with Anthony over the years and listening to their perspectives. While they may be less blunt than I am, their lack of support for him will likely be the same and speak volumes. Do not let Anthony trick you. I'm sorry, it's just so funny to say that. Do not let Anthony trick you into thinking his family law practice qualifies him for district attorney. I challenge Anthony to provide a list of his criminal law jury trial experience, paren, excluding being a spectator or a witness, of course, and paren. It should not take him long. Okay, I just want to point out the overuse of the parentheses. I... They got to stop. Yeah. But <laughs> lots of quotes, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I guarantee that list does not qualify him to be an entry level deputy DA, let alone lead the entire office. My advice to Anthony. So now he's giving advice to this oh person God, he this, attacked. This thing never ends. This is the what last the last paragraph. I know. But like, wow, you've concluded like four times already. Yeah. My advice to Anthony is to put back the Lakeport billboard he conveniently removed of late and to continue chasing his personal injury in family law practice and face the reality that he lacks the experience needed to be a minimally competent entry-level deputy DA. Whoa. So the thing about the billboard, I got to tell you, it was Jeff and Mai's favorite billboard. Um <laughs> Anthony looked amazing, and it was just, like, a headshot, though. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, this is a billboard. So there's this other attorney who does uh, personal injury, and his name's Jesse Crisp. And he called me one time when I was working at the sheriff's department, and he was like, it's Jesse Crisp. Don't confuse me for Jesus Christ. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh (laughs) So Jesse has a great billboard, too, where he's, like, standing with his arms crossed, and there's, like, a car crash behind him. Great billboard. Anthony's billboard was like it was like a Steve Jobs tribute billboard like it was this close-up of his face all black with this like beautiful writing and I was just like this looks like a a tribute billboard but of course like I totally loved it because it was nothing out there was like it um it was also Is there photo evidence of this i think jeff took a picture i can try to find it but it, it's also oh like God, kind of so pompous good. and gaudy which i don't hate um but i do want to say something to our listeners about this final paragraph that he's are these last few things that rob brown has noted i do want to say that rob brown's son um ran for district attorney and lost to susan cronas so Rob Brown didn't vote for Susan Cronus, I'm assuming, because his son was running. His son was also a practicing family law attorney. Um, so he supported that, but okay. doesn't support Anthony doesn't Farrington. Support Anthony. So yeah, I, I'm almost curious black. to try to dig up some stuff where we can counter all these points. <laughs> But the thing is, is his son is totally freaking cool. Like, I really like, like, I liked working with his son. I I just, I feel like Rob is his own boat of a man, you know, and like doing all this stuff without thinking how it impacts his family. 
Um, Yikes. Yeah, and clearly nobody, clearly he did not send this to anybody to read over uh, at all. Probably before not. Before sending it off to the editor. And I, I, when I write letters to the editor, I've written a few. I, w- I want three or four people to look at it for me. Well, yeah. Because if they publish it as is, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. I don't want egg on my face. Yeah. I don't want... A typo. And I know that there's like an editing team at the the paper that will look at it. Right. But like, you know, I wanted to, I, I anyways, anyways, stre- this is a stressful letter. <laughs> I would be, I would be getting secondhand, secondhand embarrassment from reading this if I was related to this person in any way. Did you say secondhand? Uh, it was in the paper. <laughs> no, he said secondhand. Oh. <laughs> Did it sound like ham? Yes. Because you know how you say in my onion or in my honest onion? Oh, yeah, my humble onion. Yeah, Yeah. and then I thought you said, like, second ham embarrassment, and I just thought, like, you were keeping up with the food things. No, but I I absolutely love that. Maybe I'll start saying it. Good. (laughs) Okay, so this response letter is dated March 5th, 2022 from Anthony Farrington, and it's titled, Farrington Responds to Rob Brown. I recently read with great amusement a political hit piece written by Rob Brown, a local bail bondsman and former county supervisor. I find it ironic that Mr. Brown failed to mention that he is a local bail bondsman while giving out his election advice for the upcoming district attorney race. I was very reluctant to respond to Mr. Brown's self-serving endorsement for the upcoming district attorney's race, which was filled with vitriol hate or vitriol hate and false statements. However, in the interest of truth, it is imperative that I respond and pull back the curtain. <laughs> it's oh, very theatric. <laughs> I I mean literally what is politics if not theatrics? Yeah, it's just it, it, when I, it's just so good. Um, after reading Mr. Brown's propaganda, you may have asked yourself, what is Mr. Brown's problem? One can easily expect that there are many petty personal and political reasons, but I suspect that the most compelling reason would be due to Mr. Brown possibly learning that I have been retained to represent his 80-year-old mother, Marilyn Brown, against Mr. Brown in a legal action for elder abuse and fraud. Case number, and he gives the case number. Ah! Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wait, there's more. In addition, I also represent Mr. Brown's ex-wife, um, Kim Brown, for her application to hold Mr. Brown in contempt for unpaid court-ordered spousal support in the amount of $57,000. Ah. And he also provides that case number. Whoa. <clears throat> Whoa. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> Kind of changes how you feel about what Rob Brown was saying, huh? <laughs> wow. And I, I honestly, okay, again, I don't know either of these people. I don't, I'm not trying to say I support one or the other, mm-hmm. but wow, airing out that dirty laundry for everyone to see. The, I, I'm shook. Yeah. I'm just shook. I can't believe he just did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the second paragraph, too. And I will say this I've met. Kim and, and his ex-wife and I've met Marilyn. They are absolute wonderful people. They've always been very welcoming welcoming to me whenever I've been at their homes for around Christmas and that sort of thing. Um so I really what I really hope though is that they gave him permission to write this. Um I know it's public record. I know that the the court filings mean it's public record, yeah. but I really hope he didn't do this without them knowing. Um, cause I kind of feel like that would be kind of shitty, but, and, and I also don't know him well enough to know whether or not he would. <laughs> so, right, right. so even though it's really powerful and poignant and amazing that he said these things, I, on the flip side, I really hope he got their permission to, to drag them into this. Um, so anyways, I'll continue. 
This contempt action is a quasi-criminal proceeding. As such, given Mr. Brown's misleading statements about me having limited to no criminal experience, I am optimistic that my successful prosecution of this contempt action will change his naive perspective. All this information can be confirmed with the Lake County Superior Court. <laughs> As a county wow. yeah. As a county supervisor, I provided 16 years of budget oversight for the district attorney's office, sheriff's department, jail, juvenile hall, and probation department. Mr. Brown stated that I have limited to no criminal law experience. This claim is patently false. For 10 years, I have handled a number of criminal cases ranging from resisting arrest, domestic violence, battery, public intoxication, DUIs, and legal illegal cannabis ma matters illegal cannabis matters i have all i also have state and federal jury trial experience and i have a hundred percent prosecution rate for the contested domestic violence protective orders on behalf of abused women and children wow <laughs> <laughs> Through a state contract, I also currently represent children who have been abused and or neglected by their parents and or care providers as a result of crimes committed against children. All of this information can be obtained by public records requests with the Lake County Superior Court and with the county. Wow. 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 Yeah. Quite the resume. Well, and here's the thing. He's telling people where they can find the records that back up right. his statements, whereas Rob was just saying things, and and like I said, With no proof, right? And saying if you don't believe me, go talk to these other people. Yeah, just like, people. No, like yeah, yeah, and like I was saying, is if if Anthony Farrington was was doing unethical things while a supervisor, why wasn't that? addressed right. and why isn't there like court minutes on it or agenda minutes on it that we can look at as the public right right so okay i'll continue <laughs> unlike mr brown i like to focus on the big picture and make policy decisions for the betterment of our entire county while mr brown may see the grand opening of a new dollar general store as economic progress in regards to my efforts to place cold medications containing pseudofedrin, oh yeah, pseudofedrin, used to make methamphetamine behind store counters. Contrary to Mr. Brown's allegations, this ordinance had nothing to do with cough syrup or NyQuil, nor did I ever claim it would be a panacea, pan panacea, to end meth yeah, addiction. Panacea. Yeah, oh, thank you. This ordinance was merely a tool to help reduce the chronic theft of pseudofedrin medications and the personal manufacturing of meth. So I don't know if you know this, but methamphetamine uh, creation, you can use pseudofed and any uh -huh. pseudofedrin. And so... They ask you for your ID when you buy yeah. um, cough medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Containing that. So... Right. Yeah, so I didn't realize that there was a county ordinance for that because I thought it was a state law, but maybe he did that way before my time in law enforcement. In, in reference to my request for the county to develop a GIS website documenting the locations of registered sex offenders, Lake County had one of the highest numbers of registered sex offenders per capita in the state. This is 100% true. This was my effort to enhance public safety and keep our children and families safe. I never claimed to take credit for the Megan's Law State website, only that our website was the first of its kind. This information can be obtained by a public records request with the county. So what he's saying is that he saw a gap between the public's knowledge of knowing about Megan's Law versus the county being able to house their own notification system. Right. I've never seen the county's website because um, when I started doing sex offender stuff, I was with the city. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, very interesting, very interesting stuff. In regards to the issue of water rights, this is a huge freaking thing in this county, this water. Right. I mean, we, we are a lake 
county. Yeah. So yeah. in regards to the issue of water rights, as a candidate, I did promise to work to secure water rights to Clear Lake. Mr. Brown's statement that I did nothing to keep my promise is false. Through my efforts, our county entered into a memorandum of understanding MOU with the Yolo Flood and Cons Conservation District, which resulted in a better management of the Clear Lake Dam and a reoperation of the dam using better weather forecasting and technology with the benefit of keeping a fuller lake. In addition, a water rights application was submitted to the State Water Resources Control Board for the appropriation of new water rights. This application was filed for the Middle Creek Restoration Project. And after I left the board, it appears that Mr. Brown did not take any action to advance this application to the detriment of Lake County residents. This information can be obtained by a public records request with the county. And here, here's the thing about this. Yes, I know this to be true because I was following this. Um, I just didn't realize that Rob Brown I, I don't think it's solely Rob Brown that stopped the Middle Creek restoration stuff. I think it mm. was a lot of things were happening during that year, fires in particular. Mm -hmm. So, but the Yellow, um, the Yellow County uh, Memorandum of Understanding, that was huge for us because they were, we were flooding because they weren't allowing us to run water through the dam. And so it's it's helped us a lot to have that <laughs> and i only know about that because i was curious about the lake when i first moved here as a teenager i mean i just love that he's proving every single point that rob made to be so wrong just so wrong yeah and he is doing it in a way where you kind of sit there and go oh he can argue he he could probably prosecute someone <laughs> probably <laughs> you know? um anyways uh, Mr. Brown also made unfounded comments about my performance as a board member, in particular, where we, where he accused me of not attending various committee meetings. I find his allegations comical. Mr. Brown and the other board members appointed me to these committees. If my performance back then was such an issue for Mr. Brown, he should not have reappointed me. To confirm my attendance for the Public Defender's Oversight Committee, one should make a public records request or contact retired County Counsel Cameron Reeves and or current County Counsel Anita Grant. In addition, contact, and see he's giving actual names of who to contact, contact right. Dwayne Foreman, I'm sorry, Furman. Mr. Furman is a local resident from Lakeport who also served on the committee with me. So this does beg the question, Rob is saying you you weren't attending your board meetings because of all these committees and commitments, but then Rob was appointing him to those committees. Yeah, so like, what's the story then, Yeah, Mr. Robbie? Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Brown also alleges that I have faked my way as a county supervisor. I find his comments insulting to the intelligence of the Lake County residents that elected me four times where I often garnered more than 66% of the vote. To date, I cannot explain what fuels Mr. Brown's deep-rooted hatred for me. In fact, it is also ironic that Mr. Brown publicly opposes me while his mother and other immediate family members have signed my nomination papers and are publicly supporting my candidacy for district attorney. Okay, so it seems like they have uh, publicly... Yeah, uh, supported yeah. Rob, or I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah. Um, hello, Which, Senator. Okay, so like, I think that right there is the is the answer to his own question. Like, his family is choosing to like this this other person, you know, because he's they're being represented by him yep. over Rob. So like, yeah, it makes sense that this is why this deep rooted hatred is a thing. Yeah, I I am curious if there was something that happened before this mm -hmm. uh, that caused for some some deep rooted hatred <laughs> towards Anthony know. but I don't know it's out I mean I, I feel like that that alone though is enough for him to be yeah 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 and there's only two more paragraphs um he his is much shorter <laughs> than Rob's yes. um Mr. Brown was correct about one thing 
my father was killed while he was in jail after he was picked up for a bench warrant for a previously, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown was correct about one thing. My father was killed while he was in jail after he was picked up for a bench warrant after being previously arrested for a DUI. While in jail, my father prevented two men from raping another inmate. Subsequently, he received death threats and was later found hung in his cell. My father was a Marine who served during the Vietnam War, and I find it despicable that Mr. Brown would diminish the significance of his death because he was an inmate. Yikes. Big fucking yikes. Yep. Do we think that Rob knew about any of that? Do you think that that was public at all? They worked together for 16 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, it begs the question that they would have some sort of camaraderie and talk about family right maybe maybe but also like if he didn't know he knows now you know and he can apologize for it and there is a response letter that we we could read as a bonus episode okay let's do that because wow yeah wow all right (laughs) yeah wow last paragraph Mr. Brown also made some flippant comment about me discovering my newfound manliness in response to me publicly listing some of my hobbies, such as shooting guns, working on my ranch, and working on my classic cars. When it comes to discovering newfound manliness, Mr. Brown has it all wrong. A man does not attain manliness by his choice of hobbies. Rather, the true test and measurement of a man is how that man treats others during a time of disagreement, in particular, how that man treats his own mother. Well, then. Yeah, and that's how he ends it. That is a mic drop right there. Well, and he's representing Rob's mother in an elder fraud and abuse case. Yeah, I feel like um, they're, okay, I mean, whatever, whatever, you know, men, gender, it's all bullshit anyways. Right. I think you could just say that, like, about a person in general, yes. not necessarily a man, but whatever, whatever. A healthier response than I expected to come out of a- any white cis yeah. straight man. To come out of truly. Hello Senator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to come out of Hello Senator. <laughs> um But I will also just say that I think he could have honestly done without even mentioning that. Yeah. I don't, I mean, he was addressing all of the points that Rob made about him and I get it. Yeah. But like that one was so ridiculous from the, from the get go, from, from Rob's side. Yeah. Honestly, feels like, again, another waste of uh, characters. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) As a writer, this is your opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. Any any last thoughts about this small town gossip and and drama? So, final thoughts. I don't know these men very well. I, based on their letters, I don't really like either of them. Um, <laughs> but you know that's just personal opinion. Uh, I. Ha- I have yet to see the debates that will come out of, you know, Anthony Farrington and Susan Crones, um, see how those debates go. I, like I, I, like I said before, I really like Susan Crones as a district attorney. When she took over, things really started changing for the better, in my opinion, as far as um, certain cases being handled better. So... That's hard for me to to immediately want to vote her out. Um, so, and she's only served one term. But again, I think maybe what we could do, or what I can do, is track it. And if there's any updates on that side, we can give like a quick little Farrington update, um, mm-hmm. you know, a DA update. But yeah, and then of course, if there's any other letters we can maybe do a bonus episode um, right. because these letters are petty as fuck and it's I love it it's very it it gives me Gilmore Girls vibes like it's so <laughs> it's ridiculous like, it is it really is it's so fun though yeah. I, I'm here for it I'm so glad you brought it to the podcast I 
and I hope that everybody listening also enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I'm not from your area, so like, I have no beef with these people and don't know them, but I still found it incredibly entertaining. And the fact that it was so public is so funny to me. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, I, I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, what else do we want to say at the end of these? <laughs> well, yes. Thank you for tuning in. Um, tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at You Can't Be Sick on Mondays. You can also email us at You Can't Be Sick on Mondays at gmail.com. In our description, we have a form if you want to be a guest on our show. You can fill that out and let us know. We'll set up a time and we'll meet you. Then we'll schedule a recording. Also, we are streaming on Twitch. I know we've mentioned this already, but very exciting stuff. Please join us. Mm -hmm. It's live. It's fun. Um, I will make sure that I am appropriately dressed, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try to look cute for you all. Yeah. And yeah, I can't think of anything else we need to let them know. I don't think we have anything else. Yeah. Okay. Um. Stay tuned. We're we're back and better than ever. No, just kidding. We are back <laughs> and better than ever. Um, yeah. All right. Well, in order to restore balance in the world with hatred and darkness, we hope you have a terrible, terrible Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Right on. Right on. Stop the recording. How do I stop it? Wait. Okay. Excuse me, I burped. Whoa. Yeah. That was a deep one. I got the burps. <laughs>